Hello, my beautiful earth angels. My name is Naomi Meras, and you are listening to Diving Into Your Divinity, a podcast about spirituality, self-development, divinity, holistic health, and how to be your higher self. So I am so grateful and happy for all of you beautiful souls and just anyone who has taken the courage or the curiosity to tune in with me today. I'm really excited about today's podcast and truly inspiring me in this moment in my life and the season that I'm transitioning through. So today, y'all, we're going to be diving into communicating through the love languages, how that look like, how that look like, how that looks like learning how to unveil the different ways we can show up in our partnerships and our relationships, friends, family, in our family dynamics, in our social world. And this really sparked something inside of me because of the fact that I am currently going through a new kind of renaissance it feels almost like within myself and truly understanding why I demonstrate love the way that I do and my capacity for vulnerability and intimacy openness and really just discovering all the different ways that I can show up so before I get too deep into all of this, just quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist or a psychotherapist of any sorts or, you know, any kind of communications theologist or of any sort. I am simply speaking out of my own personal experience. Please take everything I say with the grain of salt and with discernment. I am just basically telling you guys the different ways that I've been able to grow and enhance my way of showing up within diverse love languages, however that looks like for me and for you might be completely different. So just really have that, um, that understanding and that discernment. So to start off my loves, I really want to just touch base on what the five love languages are. Since it's very universal, it's super dynamic, I feel, and very approachable in a sense, so that we can all have have a very tangible sense of what it is, right? So, as many of you know, one of the love languages that is most commonly known is physical touch. So, this can be, you know, hugs, kisses um sensuality sexuality it can be as simple as holding hands or as deep as intertwining souls with someone right so i definitely see that this is something that is very widely accepted into what love is but can be very versatile in the way that we approach it so Second one is words of affirmation. So basically, this is the way that we show up in our language, right? How we speak to our loved ones, the ways that we praise or honor the people in our surroundings, you know? 
a simple I love you or I'm grateful for you. Thank you. I am so appreciative for your willingness to be with me or to work this out with me. And even communication, the way that we are able to even deeply and effectively show up in the ways that we talk to one another is so powerful and that goes to say with body language with our emotional language our tone kind of language and so on and so forth third one is acts of service so just like in the name you know it's the ways that we show up and serve our family our friends our partners our loved ones and I really feel strong to this one I feel that if I'm able to cook my man a meal or help my friend out, you know, unpacking something or helping my mom with some, you know, tasks that she is confused with or, you know, creating some kind of art for someone, someone I love, that to me feels like, oh, like, you know, I love you. I'm so deeply and devotionally open to you that I'm willing to spend time out of my life and energy to serve you in some way. And that could be as simple as opening the door for your loved one. It could be as simple as bringing them something or helping them out on, you know, cleaning or however that looks like. So it can be a little, as little or as big. And next one is giving and receiving gifts. So... I feel that sometimes we confuse this one with like really huge and extraordinary gifts like, you know, trips or like luxurious, you know, jewelry and money and all these things. But in reality, I also really connotate this to really small and minuscule kind of gifts like writing little notes and little poems or you know, a little flower or gifting someone, you know, a little treat or a drink or something, you know, I think that it really isn't the intention and the way that you show up in someone's life. Not so much what it is that you are giving, but this bigger meaning and lovingness that you pour into the details that we're able to catch on to, you know, if you remember your best friend's favorite candy or your sister's, you know, favorite drink or your partner's, you know, ability to write them a poem or write them something, you know. These are all gifts and even receiving them can be a sense of feeling loved within our relationships. So these are all very beautiful ways. And it could also be something luxurious like you know, a car or a trip or something crazy, you know, but it really just is within your intention. And the last love language is quality time, which I so deeply appreciate and I feel is one of the most powerful because time is everything. Time is the one universal exchange of just ceasing energy and space and time that we can gift someone you know whether that's your children or you know a neighbor your loved one your co-worker you know if we're able to you know carve some time out of our life for someone then that 
that is something greater than anything we can truly gift someone because we could give people all these things or all these sources, but within all of these, we are taking our time. So it kind of ties together. So that's kind of why I incorporated it at the end. So now that we have an idea of the different love languages, I really want you to start to question how you show up in your relationships, in your family dynamics, within your friends, within your social groups, your community. I find it so fascinating the ways that we kind of mold into these people and we create an idea of what our capacity to love is. And when I tell you that there is this sort of mental reflection of who we become through the way that we love and love is innate within all of us you know there's a baby being born every minute or so and they don't struggle for this need to smile or laugh or hug or reach you know so it's within all of us it's this universal energy that is so vast and boundless there really aren't words or boundaries we can place onto. These are really just words and labels and placing onto something that is just so infinite and vast. So really my intention is for us to break boundaries, to be able to question ourselves and discover new ways that we might have not realized that we could love and learning how to communicate and more deeply find ourselves just sensually and intuitively activated because we have this keen awareness that wow maybe the universe or source or whatever you believe in or not maybe I'm here for a bigger reason and it's beyond all of these boundaries or standards that society has placed on this idea of what is love. So when we start to show up in our diverse relationships or family dynamics, friends, siblings, whatever you want to call it, or however you interact with people, it really starts to be molded from infancy, right? If we think about our relationships with our parents, with our relatives, our families, our, our friends from young, young ages, those create these pivotal moments in our mind and they start to become engraved in the ways that we show up and they call it something like um I'm gonna get this wrong like a shock moment or something a stark moment I'm, I'm getting it wrong <laughs> but basically it's this idea when we have very strong and high emotional peaks within our childhood that create these starlight moments in the way that we remember our past so whether that is fear or the way that you felt worthy maybe you felt trauma or expectations being let down your sense of trust so if you feel kind of resonant to any one of those kind of subjects then you're definitely not alone I I definitely Definitely agree that we as human species have kind of started to lose that. That sense of connection and of love and vulnerability. 
And it's so many things, whether it's, you know, technology or a pandemic or even just the political, social and, you know, biological factors of our world. So it's so important that we start to really break down and understand like, hey, maybe I can start to dive deeper into this or understand how I show up and how I'm emotionally able and more readily able to expose those parts of myself that I may have had tucked down for a very long time. And I want to dive into this idea of wanting to feel love and not feeling like we're being loved the way that we want to feel loved. Because I feel like a lot of us, especially when it comes to relationships and stuff like that, we we crave this idea like this this novel, this romance, this this movie kind of love. And we don't realize that these are all very distorted and third dimensional ways that, you know, the cinema world or marketing kind of convinces us that, hey, you're only loved when you are, you know, flawless and perfect. And your relationship is not working if you are, you know, fighting or you don't understand each other or if you don't share the same love languages. Because if some of you have noticed, I think the main one that we see is this physical touch, right? The kissing, the hugging, the rubbing, the the strong sexuality, right, that we see in the movies. And that can all be so beautiful and so, so powerful. But when we limit ourselves to that breach of, you know, extending ourselves to others, then it really starts to create a boundary between the ways that we can show up for others. So I wanted to take a step back here and really dive into, okay, what kind of love language, love languages or language do I tend to use or acknowledge or practice with my loved ones? And it might, it may be different. You may, you may feel more acts of service with your family and more, you know, physical touch with your partner or words of affirmation with your friends, but more quality time with, you know, your siblings or whatever the the scenario is. Because when we start to question ourselves and dive deeper, then we really carve this, this awareness to be able to show up for others. And when I say this, I mean it in a sense that the way that we feel loved is not necessarily the way that others like to feel loved. And for example, within my own relationship, I'm very much a acts of service, giving, receiving gifts, quality time kind of gal, if you, if you would. You know, and <laughs> my boyfriend is extremely physical touch. He is words of affirmations. Also acts of service and, you know, giving, receiving gifts, quality time, all, all of the above, you know, but mainly this other extreme that I definitely did not grow up with, you know, and the funny thing is that he didn't either. So if we start to have this kind of 
awareness and we better understand where we're coming from in this point of, well, as kids, we both didn't receive this sense of physical touch or nurturing and, and bonding in that aspect. But we both took completely different paths in the way that we later were to show love in whether it be relationships or friends or family. And that might be in so many different cases, you know. It, it may be because of the fact that, oh, I lack something, so I want to give it. I want to, I want to feel it. Versus in my, in my sense, I feel the sense of I have to grow in this. And being able to feel safe and secure within my own body because I've suffered through different traumas that may trigger me or may not make me feel so safe. Or there might be this confliction like, oh, I want to receive that kind of love. But when in the midst of it, there's this sense of overwhelmingness and just your your senses just become so heightened that you're not able to really take it. Or even your body, you know, your body keeps the score. So even when we consciously per se feel love or want to feel love in a certain way, subconsciously we may not have done shadow work or have delved deep enough to understand like, hey, maybe I'm like, I feel triggered or defensive when someone tells me, oh, I'm beautiful or I feel uncomfortable and so on whatever words they share with you because there may have been verbal abuse or you may have not been able to speak very clearly within your home you may have not been heard or listened to so when that throat chakra has been lingering for years and then we have this karmic relationship with this partner that may be so vocal and so open and so assertive and we just don't know how to maneuver in those situations. So that's why it's so important to really take the time to be attentive and go back and introspect into, okay, maybe the way that I was brought up is truly determining the way that I now feel safe, but what are the ways that I can start to heal that, understand it, accept it, and create a space and an energetic bubble for me to be able to arise from this. Because here's the thing, when we start to create and mold new relationships and friendships with others, there's going to be this new profound way that you're able to connect, unlike no one else. And that only occurs when we are vulnerable enough when we have the courage, when we have the authenticity and the honesty to really show up and say, hey, you know what? This doesn't feel normal for me or this doesn't feel like the comfortable bubble I've been in, but I'm willing to come back to myself, come back into my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, and question. And then from there, building these, these strings of connection with our partners. And the way that that occurs is through communication, through our language, through the ways that we maneuver our body and we move our hips, our shoulders, and we release. 
And that's why it all ties back into this holistic idea, right? That when we have stagnance within the body, we have to make sure that we are moving it, we are healing ourselves, that we are showing up for ourselves and doing that inner work to be able to communicate and to be able to love deeper and more fuller. This is something that we're all working on. This is not like an end point or, you know, one day you're just going to heal all the baggage and all, all the crazy stuff that happened to you, but it's an experience for us to have. It's, it's a privilege for us to even be able to experience these behaviors and emotional altercations within ourselves because that's where the learning happens through that pain through the struggle through the disgusting aching feelings that oh like this doesn't feel right and why is that you know did I go through emotional abuse or sexual abuse was I you know left alone was I abandoned do I feel a sense of you know disconnection or false identity and all of these can coexist, but knowing that we are all inherently worthy and that we can evolve and become these higher versions of ourselves, that step really is just in being in truth and saying, you know what, maybe I'm not able to show up in that kind of acts of service way or physical touch or so much quality time because... I have to give it to myself. And it's this ongoing loop where we bounce off people, but the universe is always gifting us these experiences to be able to learn and grow and constantly reflect so that our dharma can uprise and really just plummet and seep through all of our relationships and our and our dynamics within our our work, our school, our family, our friends, our partners. And when we allow ourselves that opportunity, it just, it becomes so vast and beyond us. When we start to communicate with our partners, it's also really important that we are coming at it in a very clear and respectful, compassionate and assertive way. I myself have personally struggled with this in a sense where I grew up in a very verbally abusive home. It was very it was very toxic in a sense where you could feel the tension in the atmosphere. Like like any any second someone could explode or just these horrible like harsh words that are being thrown at each other out of just rage or anger or frustration in the heat of the moment. It could be over nothing, you know? So having to accept that, hey, I kind of I kind of latched onto that or I learned how to communicate in that way because that's all that I saw and that's all, that's all that I knew. And the only way that I was able to be heard or listened to was if I was screaming, if I was yelling, if I was even able to get my word across without being interrupted so now within my relationship having to rewire that and not come off as defensive or passive or aggressive because that's no longer the situation I'm no longer being targeted or 
verbally abused. Um, I'm having this equal open communication. And if I want that to coexist, then I have to be also open and respectful and honest and using a kind tone, using kind body language. And even if you can't do that necessarily, if it's too hard in these beginning moments, in whatever aspect you're communicating, writing a letter, writing a text, maybe recording a voice memo, however you want to do it in an atmosphere that you feel peace and calm and secure and safe. Because that's the main thing. We all just want to be heard and seen and loved. But when we don't feel safe and respected or even heard, then it just be, it creates conflict and resentment that builds up. We all have to take into account that we are holding generational trauma from thousands and thousands of years, especially as women. We have been quieted and hushed and taught that we are not to speak or to question the man. So especially when it comes into those those divine femme and divine mask kind of relationships, it can be heated at times and it could be tough because our generational baggage and emotional trauma is playing into account at all times. So being compassionate with yourself and understanding like, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not some goddess deity being. Well, I mean, you are a goddess. We just had a goddess meditation. (laughs) You are a goddess, but I mean it in a sense where we are not perfect. These enlightened beings that are just supposed to evolve in a split second because that's not part of the human experience, you know? We're all spiritual beings having this human experience and We have to accept and learn how to shift our perspective and say, you know what, your parents and your ancestors and our generations to come, you know, we have a responsibility to be able to address the way that we're showing up, the way that it may be hurting ourselves and others and learning how to create new habits, you know, and That might look like taking an hour out of your day to talk to a therapist or communication coach. That may look like doing yoga or some kind of Zen practice. That may look like being able to step out of your comfort zone and doing some exposure therapy where you speak words of affirmation to yourself or to your friends or to strangers, opening up that that vocal chakra that is connected to our yoni, to our womb, that pelvic floor is so connected to our throat chakra. So it comes hand in hand when we are lacking that sense of communicating or showing up in a sensual way, in a sexual way, in a physical way, in quality kind of form because we have so much baggage. And although it's our responsibility to confront it and to be able to grow and expose those parts of ourselves that may be more shadowy or that are not socially accepted, we are still allowed to show up. We are still allowed to feel our feelings and feel mad or rage or sadness or whatever you might be feeling. 
because in that moment, in that tent, in that heat, that's when you're able to uprise and uplift and be like, wow, like this weight, this, this weight off my shoulders, off my back, off, you know, my energetic field is lifted and now I can show up. Now I can move. Now I can speak to you in a, in a loving, open way because I'm being so boldly authentic and raw with you. There's nowhere for me to run except for here right now. And although this may sound so, you know, beautiful and magical and like, wow, like I just want to be there. I want to go do that. I want to go share all my truths or give love in ways that I never knew. But we all, we all have ways that we can show up within ourselves better. So when we're able to have that inner discovery and vulnerability, then we start to pour into all of our other places. And so some other ways that you can really start to express and kind of tying it all in together this communicating through the love languages when we are expressing it's really important that we use our intuition our body's gut feeling our mind our third eye channeling however your surrounding energetic fields may be because we're we're human you know we still have instincts we're we're these animalistic kind of spiritual creatures so we have this keen awareness to be able to understand someone and their body language and their expressions, maybe nonverbal or the, 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 the emotions in their face or how they may be perceiving you. So understanding that and saying, you know what, like my partner may not be digging this or, you know, my family or my friends, you know. So it's important to have that awareness and to not just go head all in, but really starting to understand, you know what, like I may have not been able to show myself that love and now I want to, and now I'm willing to pour that. There's this beautiful saying in the Bible, which of course I tend to question, um, and I don't, I'm not necessarily religious, I'm more spiritual, although I do have a very strong connection with God, but this is a beautiful saying that I've heard from my friend, and it says that we can only love our neighbors as deep as we love ourselves, and thy neighbor is thy anyone, you know, whether your family, friends, a stranger, uh, different gender, different race, different religion, whatever, so if we are lacking that confidence and that love and the ability to hold space for ourselves, how do we expect to show up for others? We legitimately cannot. So take that accountability and follow the steps that your soul is asking you for. Sometimes just staying quiet for a moment and feeling what your body or your mind or your soul is calling for you to do whether it's like join this class start a new job you know move out create a business you know start a new hobby get a therapist 
get new friends, you know, whatever. There's something within ourselves that we are constantly hearing or feeling. And it's our gut. It's our intuition trying to help us to move on to this next step. Or else we continue in this cyclic karmic lesson and we remain stagnant because we're not learning how to be wholeheartedly honest with ourselves and say, you know what? The best way for me to communicate through every love language is by truly being in my authentic self, showing up for myself, showing up for others, and really diving into this idea that I am one with the entire universe and I have the power to create anything while simultaneously showing up for myself, others, community, in this holistic realm, you know, it's, it's so vast and it's hard to be able to tangibly speak because words a lot of times strip away this, this bigger idea or this bigger feeling of, ah, you know, like love and connection and openness, but we all know it. We've all felt it. It's just the ability to be able to say, you know what? I understand that I have this, this dharmic, feeling within myself this this responsibility to be able to create and feel and experience love and give love in the ways that I never knew were possible and I'm telling you now it's so possible this year I've experienced more love in my life than I have ever been able to experience and that's through radical acceptance through vulnerability through speaking the truth even when it's so hard And just simply showing up, changing the way that I show up, not just talking about it, but changing and holding myself accountable, not being sad or afraid or shameful of, oh shit, I I messed up, but actually this is such a huge opportunity. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I'm able to grow from here because we all do. Okay, my loves, I will close it off here. I hope that you are able to take something away from this. I know that there's so much that I kind of unpacked here and I may have not closed it all entirely, but just opening doors for you and just take everything I said with discernment. You know, I'm no expert. I'm on this journey with you. I'm sending you all so much love. If you haven't already, please leave a review, leave a like, a rating, share this with a friend, with a family, a lover. And once again, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for diving into your divinity. And until next time, my loves.